JC Bones. And I am the Smark Slayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month. $3 a month gets you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics. The Marks! A casual. And the hardcore. <laughs> Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smarks. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. I am a smartless smart slayer. I am your good doctor, Doc Haas. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Our third man, Johnny Smarks, is out on assignment this week. So myself and a good doctor will be holding it down. So, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 16 of the 4th Wall WrestleCast. You can find us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, available on all major podcast platforms. If you enjoy your 4th Wall experience and want to hear us perform, inform, and entertain you each and every week, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at 4th Wallcast. That's the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And while you're there, please give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Next, to show more support, you can go and buy our merch by going to represent.com slash store slash wrestle dash addict dash radio so please go represent.com and pick up some of the fresh new fourth wall merch we got t-shirts and hoodies with more designs and merchandise coming soon 
Last but not least, you can join the Fourth Wall fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where for as low as $1 a month, you will receive early access to our weekly shows. $3 gets you exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. This content includes shows like Smarky Singles Run, Kayfabe Classics, Sunday Night Aftermath, and coming soon, Adventures on the Indies. Now, to all of our loyal Fourth Wall listeners, as you know, you already have access to these shows. But starting the Monday after WrestleMania on April 8th, all of this extra content will be Patreon exclusive only. So for a low donation of $3 a month, you will still have access to myself, Smarky, and Doc as we bring you more and more kayfabe for your weekly consumption. So without further ado, Doc, we got a lot to talk about. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the re-re-reunion of The Shield because they reunited on Raw again again for the third time we're also going to talk about what i think is the very confusing and unnecessary raw women's title segment from this past monday on raw we're going to touch on some current events and then we're going to give you our fast lane prediction show so without further ado doc let's get right into it so doc first let's talk about the opening of Raw. We had Roman Reigns come out, starting right. off Raw two weeks in a row, to yet again another big pop. He calls out Seth Rollins. Now, you cannot tell me that a small part of you was like, are they seriously going to put Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania? And a part of me thought that, and I didn't know how to feel. I almost felt bad for not wanting him in the main event <laughs> because of uh, because of this amazing return but bad. i was like i you this, feel bad i was I, in terms of storyline it wouldn't do roman any justice so i'm really glad that they swerved away from that i actually appreciated the the promo itself so i thought the pacing of the promo was great where it really made you think it was going to happen but it's like okay no it's going to the shield reunion Which is where I think a lot of us still thought it was going to end up going anyway at some point, just not as soon as it happened. So when it started, I had, like you, had the same thought. I'm like, oh, boy, Roman's going to try to get into this world title match. And then as it went on, I thought maybe they'll just have a little moment where Roman says, hey, you know, uh, know, if you win that title from Brock, you know I'm still coming after it. You know, one of those types of... I'm sure he would say it way better, and I just did. But one of those types of uh, moments, and I thought that would have been just fine. Um, actually, I probably would have rather seen that, like, put just just the slightest bit of tension between Rollins and Reigns. The uh, slightest bit of tension, I'd like to say. Right. I think we'll start seeing that, but I think now wasn't the right time, especially if they're trying to put over the, the Shield reunion one last time, especially well, if this I, is going to be their last run. Uh, I'm just anti-Shield reunion right now. Like, like my whole my whole stance on where I would have liked to seen this go is that the Shield doesn't exist and Ambrose just kind of stays in the mid card and maybe works himself into the Intercontinental Title picture and like a in a group match at Mania in a big in a multi-person match at Mania. That's what I rather would have seen. I, we just did the Shield. The Ambrose heel turn was so just like 
he, he, he the turn itself was so good and he was so vile. Like I, I just can't buy this right now. I can't buy a shield reunion right now. Yeah, but I think the Dean Ambrose turning heel experiment was unfortunately a failed experiment. I thought it started off strong, but the booking wasn't wasn't where it needed to be. Oh, uh, we, okay, we, so we, we that- talked about this on a past episode. So, fam, you can go back into the archives and take a listen. One of our earlier episodes, we talked about how. Dean Ambrose had this heel turn. He tried doing the whole you people. I'm going to talk about the the people for whatever town I'm in and tell them that I don't like them and tell them that they smell and they're dirty and I have to get uh, vaccinations before I come visit their state. And I feel like that just didn't do Dean's heel turn any justice whatsoever. Right. But it doesn't mean that if you're going to if you're going to rework the character again, you right away have to go back to the shield. Like, that's what I just think. Okay, fine. The whole heel thing didn't work. Why do we have to go back to the shield? Why can't Ambrose, like I said, just put himself in the, in the mid card himself? It's not like he's ever done it before. Right. No, I and agree. Then, with and, you. And, you know, and especially because you, you know, as far as we know, and even if it's a work, WWE has worked us to believe that Ambrose is leaving when his contract's up. Right. 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 So, so I don't understand. I just don't. I'm anti shield reunion right now. It doesn't. I can't buy it from the past few months that we've seen. I cannot buy it. Ambrose has done nothing to his character to make me think that he should be redeemed right away. Right. With well, the shield again. He's done even less for his character after it came out that he's going to be leaving potentially after WrestleMania. I mean, he's been completely mismanaged every week since that those reports came out. And he, he doesn't have... Well, okay, now he's back with the shield. But leading up till this past week... He didn't have anything with substance. One week he's feuding with Elias. One week he's losing to EC3. One week Nia Jax is in love with him. He was all over the place. Well, it doesn't matter. If he's leaving, that's what happens to your booking if you're leaving. Like, why would they Why would they make any effort to consistently book him? If like, bo- I'm sorry, book him consistent if he's leaving. Or that's a part, like I said, that's a part of the work. Right. You know, because I know you. I know you and Smarky have both brought up the idea of this all being a work for Ambrose. And if, if it's going to work, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, to still work, you got to freaking make it look real. So it could be a work. You know, and, and the more I think about it, if, if it could be a work, and maybe this is, they're going to try and do the Dean Hill turn the right way and have him turn on the shield at WrestleMania, and maybe he's not leaving. So... At that point, who the fuck knows? But I can see that Maybe. being a work. That's why they're getting the shield back together to make it make the heel turn the way it was supposed to be. I'd like to see a shield heel heel turn or shield member turn heel at WrestleMania, but you're gonna have to listen to uh, to our uh, what are we calling a fourth wall of mania? The fourth wall <laughs> mania, yes. The fourth you have to listen to fourth wall mania, uh, and then you can find out what I'm talking about. Yes, Fourth Wall Mania is going to be our bonus show. So if you enjoy what you hear on this episode, stay tuned. Directly after this, you're going to hear Doc and myself book the entire 14-match card for WrestleMania 35. And we're going to break down our booking decisions, why we chose the winners, and where it's going to go post-WrestleMania. So it's going to be Fourth Wall Mania, baby. I'm actually looking forward forward to doing that it's gonna be fun <laughs> in lieu of wrestlemania season it was uh, a nice little it was a nice little break for my work week this week i appreciate yes. this i appreciate that well so, done 
Well, let's stay on the whole WrestleMania topic. So now that Roman Reigns has returned, what kind of impact is his return having? Well, the first impact is he made it very clear this past Monday that he is the glue that holds the shield together. Without Roman, there is no shield. And I thought about you, Doc, when, I, when, I, when that popped in my head with Roman this past Monday because we talked about the whole Dean thing. If Dean is a work and he leaves, they can never talk about the Shield again. But you know what? Now that I saw this whole thing unfold on Monday and it's proof that Roman is the glue that holds the Shield together, both Seth and Dean could both leave. And as long as Roman is still there, I think the Shield will still be a historic faction in WWE. Well, yeah, Roman, obviously Roman was the guy that was... that. That was in the shield that was meant to be the star. He kept the shield music. He kept the shield look the most. So, yeah, Roman's around the shield. The shield, I, mean, I think the shield name lives regardless. As I said, you know, we talk about plenty of factions that don't exist anymore, members or in other promotions. I like it's some sort of kayfabe taboo thing. So, I don't think the shield ever died. I think they had too much. Too much of a lasting impact. They were the top yeah. faction in the whole promotion for a long time. And all three members of the faction were world champions and had significant success as singles wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people could argue that the first time they broke up happened too soon. But if you look at the results of what what came to the state of wrestling after they broke up with – uh, Seth's title reign, Dean's title reign, Roman's title reigns. I mean, if you look at just what happened, I, I, time, bad timing or not, I'm glad it happened when it did. Yeah, absolutely, man. I completely agree with you. I thought they uh, ran their, their time as a faction, their first run, really well. I thought everything was planned just fine. I thought it was executed just fine. And I think all three members benefited from their time in the Shield. It's all you can ask about a great faction, you know, obviously be entertaining when you're together and then when you break up i want to see everybody make it you know and i think all three guys prove they can make it even without each other you know they can't they two of them can't be a team together you know especially and, and that was i think what led to romans the glue you know proving that romans the glue of the shield right but i think the members of the shield including dean have done all you can ask out of them and and they've really been integral parts of wwe's product over the past was since 2012 now the shield's been around yeah, it's a long time yep. it's about seven almost seven years now yeah so the long that's a long run as a faction was that i guess not as a faction it's just a long time for three guys to be like real cornerstones of the promotion yeah and and to still always be at the top of of any kind of conversation in terms of what WWE has done over the past six or seven years. You know, they've Absolutely. lost their way in the, in, in the conversation. Um, l- let's talk real quick about the, uh, the two segments, the, t- the two face-to-faces, the one that Roman had with Seth in the ring and the one Roman had with Ambrose backstage. Um, I really uh, enjoyed the segments. I enjoyed the segments. I, I like the chemistry between the three of them. Uh, I think when you put them on the mic together – there, you could tell there's a chemistry with them when they speak. Uh, I thought their promos uh, or just their conversation, however you want to call it, were very, very natural. And you definitely felt the emotion behind it from all three parties, which really makes for the reunion, the whole fist bump at the end, that much more special. 
Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I really thought it was great storytelling. <coughs> excuse me, throughout the entire episode, I liked how first Seth went to Ambrose, then Roman goes to Ambrose, and I like how they were in backstage areas that aren't like where they usually are, uh, are used to. How they made that that reference to Dean, but I like I liked the uh, the whole the whole build to the uh, to the reunion. So, like I, when I said earlier, I don't I don't like the idea of the reunion. Okay, let me just clear. Let me clarify. I don't like the idea. I will say that the execution of the actual story was it was good. Yeah. Like it was good television. You know, I just don't. I just wish it didn't go here. I didn't. I didn't like it's. Like it's like a, it's like a double edged sword. Like the, the 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 performers, the wrestlers did a great job in execution. These guys are great with each other. It's just. The, the logic there's a logic gap just isn't I'm not I'm having a hard time getting past the logic on this one well I'll, t- I'll explain to you the logic the team of Baron Corbin Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush and possibly Elias needed an opponent for Fastlane so why doesn't it make sense to uh, reunite the shield <laughs> Well, if Elias were still face as he should be, then he could have been that third member. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's. No, I mean, no, I get that. Yeah, there's three heels, and I understand. Like, you're looking at okay, obviously the Shield's getting back together. I just, I don't know. I just feel like we just did this. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like the last reunion wasn't uh, long ago enough for this one to have a bigger impact. That's. There we go. Uh, Boom. I, I, I still think. It. Dean turning on Seth the night that Roman announced he had leukemia and had to leave made a big enough impact for those diehard Shield fans to to probably tear up when they reunited again this past Monday on Raw. Because, you know, again, you have those Shield marks that Roman Reigns comes out, says he's back, and, you know, it's going to be waterworks. And they're like, okay, shit, Roman's back. When the fuck is the Shield getting back together? So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like okay, now, now that means the the band's getting back together. But real quick, so right, so they have this feud now with Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley, and they're now facing in a six man tag at Fastlane. I want to give Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley a little bit of credit. After watching them in the six man tag this past Monday against who was it, Balor, Angle, and Strowman, I thought. The th- after watching these these three uh, in the uh, teaming up over the past few weeks, I'm starting to see them grow more and more into a team, and I'm starting mm-hmm. to buy into what they're trying to sell. I still don't know the reason or why all of a sudden the th- three of them are friends. Um, and honestly, dude, if they could be a menacing heel faction that runs roughshod throughout Raw, then I'm okay with that. Because I feel like that could give people like uh, Elias, who don't have really anything going on, something with substance. Elias, I'm going to talk about, even though Elias isn't officially in this match or in this group, he's been in the segments with them over the past couple of weeks. So I want to talk about Elias Well, real quick. He, he's because he's, he's, he's been feuded with Ambrose. Right. So, yeah, more more so than, than Rollins and Reigns. That, right. So yeah. I think, though, Elias would be another good addition to this to this group because Elias has had nothing with substance since he came to the main roster. I think the longest thing he had was a two-month feud for the IC title with Seth Rollins. I don't even know if it was two months. 
I feel like hit. I feel like they Elias, dropped. They dropped the ball. They could have. They dropped the ball on him when they had that face turn earlier this year. Yes, and he was like great. really good. I think they really just dropped the ball on that, and now he's stuck because there's too many good heels in front of him on on Raw doing good work right now. Like I agree with you were saying about the three of them. My only issue with Corbin McIntyre and Lashley is I think McIntyre should be the leader of the group. He was like yes. Corbin's the leader, yes. and I think McIntyre being the leader, and then Corbin eventually getting fed up with McIntyre, and then going after McIntyre. I think that would give Corbin's character the substance it lacks. You know what I mean? And not doing it the other way around that they're going to do now, where McIntyre's going to turn on Corbin. Right. Also, Corbin needs to stop wearing the fucking um, "I'm the host at Outback" uh, outfit. <laughs> Like I don't understand why he still he still dresses like that. It's the constable, baby. Come on. So anyway, so l- l- let's talk about the feud now. So they're going to be facing uh, Shield at Fastlane. I mean, we're going to talk about our predictions and stuff later on. But does this story end at Fastlane? Is it just just a way to get Roman back in the ring? Could you see this prolonging until Mania? Uh, but keeping Seth in the title picture, but maybe giving Ambrose and Roman something extra to do at Mania, because then neither of them are in any kind of big storylines. I think this is going. I think this is going to end up leading to a Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre feud. Like I think that's the first step out of this six-man match from Fastlane. It's going to be a feud between Roman and McIntyre. I think Lashley's going to keep his program with Finn going into Mania. Um, Corbin's going to keep his program with like all the other faces, Strowman, Angle. Um, I, I guess Ambrose is a face again. So Ambrose and Elias, I think that's going to all end up in a big intercontinental ladder match at Mania. Like, like back and take McIntyre and Roman out of that whole mid raw mid card picture, okay. and then everybody else is in a, in, a, in some sort of ladder match for Intercontinental Title Mania. Interesting. All right, Doc. Well, the Shield is back. They have their first match again this weekend against the team of Corbin McIntyre and Lashley. It's always fun to see the Shield back, and I still expect this to be a pretty good match between the six competitors. There yeah, will be. The wrestling won't suffer. No, definitely not. It'll still be an entertaining match. Absolutely. All right, so, Doc, let's get into the Raw women's title picture. But first, take a listen to this. I can go rogue whenever I want. I have free reign to do anything I want in this ring because you value your bank account and your reputation over Charlotte and Becky's frail little bodies. I could everything I could to respect this business. I worked my ass off and I exceeded every expectation. I poured my heart out and sacrificed my body for your entertainment. And what'd you do, huh? You moved me out to Staples Center in Los Angeles, my home. You cheered for Becky Love out here working my ass off to entertain you. Well, you know what? No, no, I am done pretending. I am no longer here to entertain you. I would break Charlotte and Becky's noses if I so much as sneeze in their direction and you know it. Charlotte and Becky, and now Ronda Rousey attacking Becky Lynch. 
time, Ronda Rousey. Remember just who the hell she is. Taking it to the so, Doc, why all the confusion on Monday? For those of you that didn't catch Raw, all the confusion starts with them suspending Becky for 60 days, which is not going to bring her back till after Mania. That was suspension was given by Vince McMahon. Uh, yet she's been on TV every single week since then. Then they have Becky Lynch arrested last week, but now this week they dropped all the charges against her. Okay. Then last week, Ronda Rousey gave Stephanie McMahon an ultimatum and told her to tell Vince to make the right decision and add Becky to the match, or at least give her Becky for the title at WrestleMania. And then laid the Raw Women's title on the mat and walked out of the ring. Without her saying she was vacating it, Stephanie took that as, okay, Ronda is vacating the title. So fast forward to, the, to this segment. Becky's been reinstated. Becky has no charges against her. Stephanie announces a fast lane match, Charlotte versus Becky for the Raw Women's title. Before we go on, let's stick with that booking real quick. Where could have that gone if that was still the match happening at Fastlane? That would have gone to probably Charlotte winning the title. Like Charlotte winning the title because Becky, like, it's crazy. If that's the match, <laughs> if that's the match, like, for the title, then Charlotte wins. But if it's yeah. like to get Becky into the WrestleMania main event, then Becky wins. But then, so, but, but then, would we still have seen a? Tri- do you think we would still have seen a triple threat? Uh, 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 that I don't. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we would have. Ronda would have worked herself back into that picture somehow. All right. Well, Ronda did work herself back into the picture by coming out and interrupting Stephanie and telling her, "I didn't vacate the title." So Stephanie says. Okay, and hands her back her fucking title. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. One, Steph could have fought. Steph could have been a little tougher there. Like, that was, like, one of the most bitch-ass Steph McMahon moments I have ever seen yep. in in my life as a wrestling fan. It was the most unsteph thing ever. But, okay, Ronda, Ronda vacating the title. That is your key to getting Becky reinstated, okay? So... Rhonda vacates and you know the title. Steph is like, okay, what do I do now? Hmm, well, Charlotte should still have a chance. You know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. Let's give Becky one more chance. Okay, if you sign this, you basically you do what we tell you, which is sign this. If you get hurt, it's not our problem agreement. Right. You could come back, and it's best for business. They're always talking about best for business, so it fits that. But that only happens because Ronda vacates the title. Ronda doesn't vacate the title, and this this match doesn't happen. Right? Does that make sense? That that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, I didn't fucking anything up there, right? No, no. That no. was my thought about this, and I just I I kind of like it. So thinking outside the box a little bit, kind of a new way to make you know, we've there's been this scenario has happened before where the triple threat has been an added stipulation later after the rumble winner wins um it's not the first time this has happened right. wrestlemania 20 comes to mind uh daniel bryan wrestlemania 30 comes to mind right. that was a little but that was a different twist on it 
Right. You know, Daniel Bryan had to beat Triple H to make it a triple threat. That was cool. This is a different twist on how to get us to a triple threat. And, you know, obviously Becky wins now, you know, and we get our triple threat. I mean, you know, the, the payoff is what we want. Right. So you got to be happy with that. And I like that they kind of just they tried something a little outside the box. Like, I get I get why Steph made that match between Ronda and Charlotte. That made Ronda and Charlotte. Becky and Charlotte. That made sense. She needs a champion. Those are her two best women's wrestlers. Okay, and and yes, that makes sense because at that point, if it was, if if that's what actually happened, was Ronda vacated the title, then yes, Stephanie made the best executive decision. But there was no story about the Raw Women's Title being vacated from the prior week. I well, feel I think like. That- I, was I, supposed to, like I think that was supposed to be an element of mystery for the week. We were supposed to take that as an element of mystery. It's like, oh my god, what's going on with the Raw Women's Title? Well, you know, just like when we were kids and we had to wait a week and there right. was no internet, and we had to wait a week for the next episode to know what was going on. I think the only way you can do that now is you just can't talk about it on the internet. Well, I did not. I didn't even think that she was vacating the title. I just thought that she was making a statement by laying the title in front of Steph. And I was like, oh, that's pretty badass. That's, just, that's how I took it. You know? I didn't know what to think. It could have been that. It could have been her vacating the title. Like, I, I don't know what that was. She wasn't raw the whole night. She showed up at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, like a fucking bat out of hell. She was awesome when she showed up, Rhonda. And she, now and let's, let's and, talk about and, Rhonda's heel turn, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go, go, and, go. And what did I bitch about a few weeks ago? Ronda Rousey, where I was, I brought up a few weeks ago. Ronda Rousey's character needs direction. Mm-hmm. Like she's something. She's happy face. Sometimes she's the fucking baddest woman on the planet. Yes. Now she's got direction. I know what the fuck Ronda Rousey is now. Yeah. She is. She doesn't give a fuck. She's gonna do what she wants. She knows she's the fucking toughest person in the fucking locker room. And now we're getting that character. That's what I wanted to say. Awesome. Now, I love this part of it. Now let's do some very quick long-term booking. So now we saw the heel turn from Ronda on Monday, and I think she is going to be great as a heel. Now that she's a heel, we could start seeing the four horsemen uh, form with Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina. Uh, and I think we're going to see that happening, if not by this year's Survivor Series, I think by sometime in 2020. Because now you, you already have Charlotte and Becky in the picture, both feuding against Ronda. Right now, Charlotte and Becky are not friends, but... The Shield weren't a thing last week, and now they are. But now they are. You know? So that's what happened like, with you know, Becky a couple, and Charlotte. A, a right. month or so, yeah, back in freaking, what was it, November, Becky was hugging Charlotte. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then all of a sudden, they hate each other again. It's fucking wrestling, man. That's wrestling like, logic. And WWE logic wrestling. doesn't exist. Yeah. So, all right, so we're long-term booking this. So now with Ronda's heel turn, uh, we'll get to the WrestleMania booking at another time. But as of today, I think we both agree Becky is going to win the title at WrestleMania. She's going to have a fucking huge WrestleMania moment. I oh, don't think Ronda, yeah. Yeah, Ronda is not taking the pin. I think Ronda is going to go out still looking strong. Becky's going to pin Charlotte. But I do think Ronda's going to take some time off because there have been reports that she wanted to take time off after Mania. Uh, well, people said she wasn't going to be signing, re-signing after Mania. I think she may take some time off and then possibly return later on in the year towards Survivor Series 
with Shayna and the rest of the yeah. horsewomen. So I, I can see an angle like her. that, yeah. you know, kind of pl- kind of playing out later on. There's in the talk year. about her wanting to have kids and stuff. So you know, that's that's something you're always gonna. That's something that you're always gonna deal with with women's wrestling. Right. Exactly. You know, they do every single one of those women. Obviously, you know, some of those women are gonna have kids. Yeah. A lot of those women are gonna have kids, and when you pregnant you can't wrestle exactly so and, you know, and, just that's that's something that we as wrestling fans are going to have to deal with and be right. okay with and i am okay with it i and, think there's going to we'll, be an awesome chance for a great moment at wrestlemania which i'll tell you to hear about in our next show yeah and we're all we all don't have to worry about it too much because we've seen more than enough women leave uh who were pregnant and then come back months later and still right. had um, a, a a stellar career in the ring even after their pregnancy. Absolutely. But back to the long term booking. So the payoff's already going to be what we all want. It's going to be a triple threat: Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky at WrestleMania. What happens after Mania? Now that's going to bring me to my next topic of the women's undercard, and <laughs> I want to specifically talk about Natalia versus Ruby Riot. This past week on Raw. First of all, I feel like Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda are hogging up all of the time, uh, all of the TV time, all of the storylines for the entire women's division. The only other storyline that's happening in the women's division that is not about the Raw women's title is Mandy Rose and Naomi. That's the only other women's storyline happening right now out of all the women they have on the main roster. Now, the tag titles. All right. And the ta- I'm talking about for, for, for singles. Okay. Oh, uh, um, okay. Singles. Gotcha. Now, I know we have Ember Moon is out and she's injured. I know Asuka is kind of uh, fallen into the abyss right now with her title. Uh, but you have so many other names that can be contenders for either the Raw or the SmackDown titles. You have your Ruby Riots. You do have your Natalias. You have your, um, your, your Nia Jax, your Alexa Bliss. You have these names that you can be molding into a main event, uh, into a main event superstar, but you put Ruby Riot in a fucking squash match against Natalia on Raw, which did nothing for neither character, doesn't prepare either of them for a title shot down the road. It was nope. a fucking filler match. And this is really starting to scare me because there is absolutely no mid-card in the women's division. And quite frankly, there are no tag teams in the women's division. I know we're going to get to it later. I know Sasha and Bailey are facing Nia and Tamina because we all said that's what makes sense. But you know what? I know it's only been a short time we've been seeing these women's tag teams, but I'm already getting bored of seeing the same six teams scrambled back and forth week after week. I would have rather have seen uh, Sasha and Bailey face Trish and Lita or face the Sky Pirates next month. Uh, I'm sorry, this week in that fast lane, just to change things up a little bit. We need to see some right. fresh faces, and I feel like the tag team titles in the women's division happen too soon, and they're not focusing on the mid-card in the singles picture in the women's division. Do you think... This, I think, gives the screens to a point. Do you think it's time for the women to get their own show yes. and their own set of yes. writers so that yes. own set of writers that can just focus on, on them? Dana like, Warrior I could be like, head of creative. 
Maybe that's is that why Data Warrior I don't was know, hired? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, fuck it, book it, Vince, book it. Dude, what was that all about? <laughs> Data Warrior. Hey, Does she ever? Does she have any experience in the industry whatsoever? She was married to Warrior. That's an experience, all right. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, rest in peace, Warrior. He was one of one of my favorites and i was like five anyways yeah give the women their own show yeah give them with their own set of writers so they have a, just have a chance to, to be watched i think there's just only so much time you can devote and with all the changeover right now raw had i mean raw's just starting to put it together again because they had top to bottom problems for a while and at least the top of their card is and and their men's mid card is starting to put it together again the the mid, the women's mid card needs some work, and I'm really hoping they start figuring it out before WrestleMania, or at least because you know what's going to happen is anyone that's relegated to the mid card right now in the women's division, they're all going to get thrown into the women's uh, battle royal, which last year didn't they say the winner of the battle royal gets a title shot? And I don't think Naomi ever got that title shot from winning. No, the, she, that battle she royal. did. She she got it like. Not too long ago, they, and she made like a sarcastic joke about it. I think when she oh, like got okay. the shot, I'm pretty sure she got a shot at. Um, was that when she faced Oscar right after TLC? Well, was it uh, what was it was it Oscar or was it Becky? I'm trying to think. No, I think it was. I think it was when she faced Oscar right after TLC. Oh. Maybe that. Where's Smarky? Smarky? Smarky always looks things up for us. Yeah, he sucks. You suck, Smarky. I mean, S- Smarky's only good for one thing, and it sucks when he's not here. We can't have someone yeah, look up. Yeah, dude. Shit. What the fuck, man? Musicals are stupid. You know, no, no, no musician likes playing musicals, and you know it. Ugh. But hey, you know, at the end of the day, he's getting paid. He is getting paid. I'll give him that much, man. <laughs> so listen, all in all, Doc, I-, I just don't like what they're doing to the raw mid- women's mid card, but. Specifically, Ruby Riot. Uh, there and are problems with the women's in general, dude. The women's mid card is not existent. The SmackDown women's title picture is, as far as I'm concerned, non existent. Yeah. They, they just need to um, figure out what they're doing with Ruby Riot really fast before I get, before I, I riot. I think they, they just need more resources for creative, man. They need another, they need another show. They need, I mean, honestly, if they just created another. Like hour long show for the women, mm-hmm. like once a week, it would create, it would solve a lot of the men's problems too. It would help open up so much more in terms of storylines. Oh, oh my goodness, that's all they need. They need time right now. Yeah. Like three, it's moving into a point where three hours of Raw, you know, isn't enough to get up everybody you want on TV. Right. So it's all a right. lot of talent, and they want to keep it all because of AEW. They got to do something. Yeah. They, they can't afford to lose anybody to any of their competition at this point. All right. I mean, it's bound to happen, but they're going to hold on to whoever they can for as long as they can. Yeah, wrestling fans are watching other things now, you know, more so than at this time, more than any time since WCW. Yeah. All right, Doc. Well, listen, we got some more topics we're going to touch on. We'll talk about them right after this. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave from the Kings of the Rings podcast and you can check me king ricky rose willie t the mac militon every friday with kings of the rings podcast on wrestle addict radio so be sure to tune in 
Be sure to give us a follow at KOTR underscore podcast and goodbye and good night. Bang. Hey, fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall wrestle cast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like your favorite wrestler's entrance contest, WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. The tailgate will be streaming live throughout the day on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash fourth wall. More information will be available on the fourth wall's Facebook page as well as on their Twitter page at fourth wall cast. You can also visit rantwithant.com or go to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast for more details, times, and location as we get closer to the event. Once again, come join the 4th Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Hey, it's me, Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the 4th Wall WrestleCast on WrestleAddict Radio. Dude, is the 90210 theme song not one of the most badass TV theme songs ever? It's a great, great piece of music. Dude, killer guitar solo just straight up throughout, man. Yeah, I, I, I doubt is, is it sad that when I heard about Luke Perry this week, the first thing I thought of was the theme song? Was the theme? Well, hey, man, he, he is best known for his work in uh, 90210. Did you ever watch 90210? When you were younger, I was not a big 90210 fan. Um, I grew up a, a boy, and uh, I didn't watch things like <laughs> 90210. Yeah, I never got into 90210 uh, either. But uh, what, what I have my own soap opera. I have my own yeah. soap opera. It was called Hogan and Savage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, we definitely got some sad news uh, this past week about Luke Perry dying at the age of 52 of a massive stroke. Uh, and it, it's actually kind of sad with the timing, too, because about a week before that, they announced the return or the remake of 90210. And then within a week or so after that was when we heard about Luke, Luke Perry getting uh, having a massive stroke and unfortunately didn't make it at 52 years young. Uh, very, very sad, very sad day in the terms of, of Hollywood. Uh, we also got some other news this week about the famous Alex Trebek. Our uh, our loved host of Jeopardy was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer this week. Uh, unfortunately, just more terrible news. And as they say, everything always happens in threes. Also, this week we had uh, we heard about the legend King Kong Bundy passed away ah. at the age of sixty one. 
Again, another Jersey. legend gone. Jersey native. One of our Jersey boy, uh, Jersey native. And again, another one that was just gone, gone too soon. You know, um, King Kong Bundy was King- great, man. He's definitely one of the best big men out there. He's what put, you know, guys like him, Big John Stud, Andre the Giant, really ran ran the the Giants realm of wrestling back in the uh, the early eighties. Let's just talk about how King Kong Bundy was one of the first major fuse for Hulkamania. Obviously, Hulkamania, one of the greatest like face story runs in the history of pro wrestling. Well. A good, a good face is only as good as his heels, and King Kong Bundy was one of the first and really got Hulkamania going. You know, you need to put Hulk over at WrestleMania too. Uh, King Kong Bundy was also, if I'm not mistaken, an excellent amateur. Uh, high, he was a high school wrestler. I believe he was a two-time New Jersey Region champion. Um, so he was, he was an all. He he really had a, uh, you know, he had a gift for at least the technical aspect of wrestling. Right. And he was the big solid. He wasn't fat. He wasn't out of shape or you know, anything like that. He was just a big, solid block of human. Uh, I first remember King Kong Bundy. I was a little too young for WrestleMania too. I just know the history. But the first time I remember him was when he became, I believe it was victim, let's see, seven, eight, ten, victim four. No, seven, eight, nine, eleven. Yeah, victim four of the streak. Yes. WrestleMania's undefeated streak. Yep. Yes. So that was my first real exposure to King Kong Bundy. It was with Million Dollar Corporation, King Kong Bundy. That, that was, uh, that, he, that's why I was getting into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And that was DiBiase. I mean, one of Undertaker's first major feuds mm-hmm. in his early career was with the Million Dollar Corporation and a retired Ted DiBiase as the manager. He feuded him on IRS, um, Kamala. Yep. Uh, what's the million dollar corporation? King comma. is obviously King Tom Bundy. Uh, was it comma? comma? It's comma. Yeah. Which one, was it comma or Kamala? No, Kamala. Kamala. Kamala was, like was, was Papa Shango right. and Godfather. It's right. Kama. Okay. And, yeah. And Kamala was the Ugandan. Ugandan one. giant. The yep. Ugandan giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible character. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, dude, when you see the uh, then, now, and forever vignette come up on TV, the very first picture you see is of King Kong Bundy and Hulk Hogan having their stare off uh, with each other in the ring at WrestleMania too. Iconic, yeah, yeah, absolutely iconic image in the history of pro wrestling with the old blue cage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unfortunately, another sad day in wrestling. We lost another legend. Uh, lost him too soon. So rest in peace, King Kong Bundy. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family. Uh, same with Luke Perry and Alex Trebek. We also wish you a speedy recovery. Yeah, love uh, me now, some Jeopardy. Yeah, now let's go into some other current events in wrestling. First, I want to talk about real quick. We talked about Arn Anderson being released a few weeks ago. It came out afterwards that he was released because he was allowing Alicia Fox to wrestle under the influence uh, during live shows. Now, since that report has come out, it turns out that Alicia Fox has gone AWOL after she declined an offer to go to rehab by the WWE. Fucking release her. Yeah, I, she's been around for at least a decade now, right? Fucking release her. I mean, pay, you know, if she, if she accepts the rehab offer, she'll you know, pay for her to go to rehab and do right by that, maybe, you know, since you don't pull that offer away, but just fucking release her. Yeah. No, if I, I, if I never, you know, if she's got a problem 
I hope she gets better. But if she was never on WWE TV again, I wouldn't care. I've never really enjoyed the character. Yeah, her her character is just a little too batshit crazy for me. She does it well, but I don't know for. for Obviously, she's fucking drunk all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that would make sense now. If uh, she was under the influence during all those all those segments, but I mean, yeah, we do wish her the best. We hope that she gets out of this, but if she gets the help that she needs. Uh, next big topic is on Thursday, March seventh. WWE made a big announcement that WrestleMania thirty six is heading to Tampa, Florida. So, uh, Doc, you know what that uh, means, right? Uh, road trip to Florida. <laughs> Fourth wall WrestleCast might have to plan a trip to Tampa, Florida next year to hold our second annual wrestlemania tailgate party just saying the uh believe this is the first wrestlemania to be held in tampa or this will be the first one to be held in tampa oh not the first in florida right not the first in florida obviously right wwe seems to bring wrestlemania to florida at least once every three years so i wonder if that's something that's going to be consistent going forward they don't want to they don't want to tempt the weather gods too much by having too many wrestlemanias outdoors Outdoors. in the north (laughs) yep but you know what's going to be interesting is when um, when we start talking about the WrestleMania 36 card this time next year. So looking forward to seeing what's going to happen for next year's Mania. Kofi Kingston. Kofi, baby. Kofi Mania 2. All right. Let, next, uh, we had some unfortunate news that Jushin Thunder Liger is uh, set to retire this coming January at Wrestle Kingdom 14 in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger is a legend in uh, in Japan, in the world of Lucha Libre. He has had a couple small stints in both WCW and WWE. Um, he, I, I have a quote that I want to read because he was interviewed in Japan. And he was quoted by saying, What shall I do with the next 10 months? I was Liger for 30 years all over the world. So while I don't want to call this a retirement tour, I want to go all over Japan and the world and show myself to everyone one more time. I think that's awesome. And I wonder if when we're going to see Liger in a WWE ring before he retires, or do you think we will anytime between now and January? Um, we'll definitely see him in America. I don't know what promotion. I mean, I would think. I think the more logical thought it says he goes to AEW. I was thinking but, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean Liger. I remember Liger from uh, WCW more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Those of you who've never um, checked out Super Brawl Two, Liger and Brian Pillman, absolutely epic match. It was for what would then the WCW light heavyweight title. Um, I would be all about seeing Liger wrestle on TV. I always enjoyed his work in terms of the cruiserweight division and uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was like, I think he won the cruiserweight title a couple of times. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Uh, awesome career. He deserves every accolade he gets in every city he goes to over the next year. Legend. Um, wherever there's a hall of fame, that makes sense for him to go into for pro wrestling. He should be inducted into it. Yeah, uh, I, he was successful in so many countries, continents. Like it's like the Iron, like it's like Iron Maiden. You know, Iron Maiden's like popular everywhere. Everywhere, right? Like he seems like wherever that guy goes, he's popular and he has great matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Liger at one of the NXT takeovers a couple years ago when he faced Tyler Breeze, 
which was a great matchup for Breeze. Unfortunately, didn't do much for Breeze's character, and I was hoping we would have seen more of Liger even after that. But, you know, you mentioned Liger going into the Hall of Fame. If he does something, even if he does something for like a month in WWE where it's big enough to get him into the Hall of Fame, I'd love to see someone like Liger in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, it'd be unique. It would be be very unique unique for... Uh, similar to Sting, who had a very short stint in WWE and unfortunately not a successful one, but with Liger, if he has a short but successful stint in WWE, at least he can then carry the rest of his legacy over and let that be talked about to a a more national audience as well. And and I I like that WWE has never had, like, problems, like, inducting guys who weren't prominent in WWE, like... No, it should be they should be more of a pro wrestling hall of fame than a WWE Hall of Fame. Uh may if Liger were in WWE if he if he made an appearance in America for WWE, I think he'd do maybe like maybe participate in the Cruiserweight Classic next like oh no, the Cruiserweight Classics it's gonna be after Wrestle Kingdom, so that's not gonna work. Um it's also good the Rumble is gonna be after Wrestle Kingdom too. Right. Maybe so, he, uh, he maybe he would do a takeover or something. Yeah, I guess see something yeah. like that happen to me. Yeah, better. I think I think he would. I think he would have a better time, and the crowd would be more receptive of it and appreciate it more. I think that crowd, the NXT crowd, would appreciate Liger appearing in WWE one last time than like the Raw or SmackDown crowd would. Yeah, I I, I could definitely see that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. while Liger is set to retire. Fandango is set to return, and I caught a video uh, of his um, just talking about um, him while he's out on injury and how he's reinventing himself. Uh, Fandango said he's pretty much done with the comedy. He had a, a really good stint with that, with his old dancing character. He had a lot of fun skits he did with Tyler Breeze, but he's looking to come back as a more serious wrestler. Now, I've always liked Dango in the ring. I think he's a great uh, in-ring technician. I think he's very good on the mic. I think if you give him a character to work with and it comes naturally to him like the comedy gimmick did, he could really take it and run with it. So can we see Dango as a potential main of Excuse me. Get it potential, out, son. Sorry, I had to burp there. Can we see him as a potential main eventer? <laughs> um. I mean, I guess it all depends on the character for me. I don't know. I mean, he is a good wrestler. There's just there's a lot of talent right now, and is he still going to be called Fandango? I didn't see this promo, this video. It's supposed yeah. to animate it to um, rough. From what I saw, he's still going by Fandango. Um, I mean, I have something I could say about it. Uh, again, while I, I am a Fandango fan and wish he would have shined a little bit more, I think he's reinventing himself a little too late in his career with all of the other newer, younger blood that's coming up right now. I I think Dango might just be getting lost in the sauce at this point. But again, it depends on his character. The problem with Fandango is the character never developed. I mean, dude, shine a little more. This guy beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. On his debut. Uh, His his dance, yeah, right. His dance, like, was being like, his little dance was being like replicated at pro soccer games across England. Yeah. Like he was, it was over as all hell. There was just no development from it. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm not 
excited that he's returning. I have no beef with him, you know, but I'm not excited either. Uh, I'm excited because I always like when when good athletes like Dango reinvent themselves. So I'm going to be hopeful that he comes back with a really good character and we at least see him in a good mid-card storyline. Um, but again, uh, just for Dango himself, I would love to see him as a main eventer. But again, we got to see what kind of character he comes back with <laughs> at that point. As, as, a, as a human being, I'd love to see everybody as a main eventer, you know, right. because it's, right. it means you're doing well for yourself. But like, oh, my, my, my thoughts about Fennec make me excited. Like right. he needs to do something to make me excited at this point in his career. Right. Well, someone who has been a main eventer, uh, Tommaso uh, Ciampa, uh, the uh, current NXT uh, champion. We reported last week that he unfortunately has to undergo surgery, and actually, just you said he had a surgery already, Doc. He had his surgery. There's a bunch of pictures out online. WWE's covering it pretty. I'm pretty sure they were from the website okay. uh, from .com, and they're covering it pretty heavily. They're like taking the. They're, they were doing like the behind the scenes photos of the surgery, and they had photos of the doctors operating them. So they're working it in the storyline. They they want Tommaso. You know, Tommaso is a big part of their future. So this proves it, in my opinion. Right. Um, he's going to be out for a while, man. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he comes back at, like, the Royal Rumble next year. Yeah. From the reports, he's going to be out past, uh, past WrestleMania weekend. Uh, now, even though he's still being seen on TV because they're in the middle of their four-week NXT tapings, Reports say that Ciampa is going to have to vacate the NXT title, which in turn is going to completely change the landscape of the championship scene at TakeOver New York. Because I'm not going to talk about spoilers, but there was a specific main event already set to happen at NXT TakeOver New York with Ciampa and a specific someone that... Well, I, you know team. what, man? I, I, we could talk about that because... News sites are reporting that, aren't they? I think all major news sites are like that's just the fuck you gonna do at this point. Yeah, yeah we're talking about Gargano, Champa. What four? It would have been Gargano, Champa four at NXT New York hey, for hey, the title. I, uh, I'm I'm really upset. Tommaso got hurt, but I'm also really happy Gargano Champa four isn't happening because I, I am standing by till the till the day I die. I don't think those two should fight again till they're on the main roster. Yeah, I agree. Because they had something good like that with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but they just overdid it. Right. Every time they fight, yep. it's the last time they fight, or the first time they fought in so long. It's like, dude, just stop already. Yeah, the, 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 the feud needs some space to breathe for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we wish Tommaso Ciampa a very speedy recovery. NXT will not be the same without him, but... It's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of the main event scene that we've been talking about for weeks over on NXT. There's plenty of people that have time to shine, plenty of people that need to get into some title pictures because we're probably going to be seeing some more call-ups happening post-WrestleMania. So NXT uh, stars have to start stepping it up and start grabbing the brass ring and breaking the glass ceiling and drinking the juice from Vince's grapefruits. You didn't watch the ENC show a couple weeks what? ago? All right, you have the to watch the, no, no, the Edge and Christian no, show on no. the network and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> uh, what I would love to see is a 
NXT Championship Tournament. I don't know if they're they'll have time for that, right? They'll have well, time to do a whole tournament, right? How many tapings are going to be before Mania? When are, when are the four weeks of tapings up? I think the four oh weeks, no, that's it. No, no I oh, think that's it. That's it. No, this, that's that's the it. End We're of done. It. Can't do that. Can I get me? Oh, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, I don't know. They, their tapings. <laughs> so Champa is going to be on TV until the week before Mania, unless. They double up on an episode like they did with NXT UK to bring them up to date and allows them one to two weeks to develop a storyline. They'll just bring them in for one episode, one taping, and just have still okay. And maybe and then, have them vacated or something. Have them vacated and then yo, give me a ladder match for the NXT title. Give me like a six man fucking ladder match for that title, and then make the North American a one on one match. Yeah. Which is going to yeah. be Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle? But you see, they were uh, they were sort of hyping that this week. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's if that's a one on one match. Give me that freaking ladder match, baby. I'm give me all that, about that ladder it. match. I'm yeah. all about it. And, and 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 Gargano has to win. At this point, he he's the he's the only choice that makes the most he has sense. To win, he has to win the title. But they over. they could to. they could swerve us, and Cole Reeves. Kona Reeves oh, could be added, up. and he could just have a Zack Ryder moment and climb the ladder and win that NXT championship. Dude, they could really swerve us, and Ruby Riot could win the NXT title. You know what? She fucking deserves a goddamn title. <laughs> anyway, Doc, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hit our fast lane predictions. So stay tuned, fam. We'll be right back. What up, Boosters? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. All right, Doc, so let's talk about Fastlane. First, let's start with the kickoff show. They already announced this week that Rey Mysterio will be facing Andrade on the kickoff show to start off the night. Now, I don't see any reason why this match will not be another classic between these two. It sucks that they're on the kickoff show, but I think it's a good match. Fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. It doesn't suck. It's fucking stupid. We're going to do this match... This, this is a fucking WrestleMania caliber match. And you're putting us on the fucking kickoff? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, they're not going to put the Shield versus McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin on the kickoff show. Put the women's tag title match in the kickoff show. You know you know how, how much heat they would get if that happened? I, 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 I don't hear give you. A f- I don't give a shit. They get a lot of heat, what, too, if some, they put the some, SmackDown one, title what, on the on One the match show. is going... One match is going to be better than the other match by a lot. End discussion. If we're going to do this whole, like, women and men and uh, in, in the industry, then we have to do it fairly always around. And sometimes women are going to they're gonna lose out, too. And that's yeah. just all there is to it. Sometimes you're going to have to be on the fucking po- the pre-show because that's where you belong at this point in time. All there is to it. Like, but in you this case, they... Get self- 
that you can't sell me that Rey Mysterio and Andrade don't belong on the main show over to women's right. tag title match. It's not no, going to no, no, be a good no. match. Right. I'm not saying that at all. I, what I'm saying is they only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on this card. They could have afforded to make it an eight-match main card and have no matches on the kickoff show. Yeah, right? Absolutely. They, there's no rule saying have, you have to have a match on the kickoff show. Or just have one match on the kickoff Just have the Raw Tag Titles on the kickoff show. They could have they done that, too. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. all right. So, we got Mysterio versus Andrade. Is this going... I mean, I don't think this is going to be the culmination of their feud. They're not going to end it at a, on the kickoff show at Fastlane. So... Uh, the last time they faced they faced each other, Andrade won, correct? Uh, yes. Andrade has a win. Mysterio does not. Uh, See, yeah, this is I think why that's we need right. Smarky to look all of our shit Smarky. up. Smarky, Smarky, what the hell? Um. So I'm gonna, Let's I'm gonna, I want to get this right. Pull this up. Yeah, I want to get this right. So beyond, and I'm, I'm looking this up. Just let me talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Ray is going to win this match. Yeah, that's where I was okay. going with this too. I believe. Yeah, because I don't think this is over. I don't think this is over, and I definitely think this is the right time to give Mysterio the victory. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on the pre-show. Maybe that's why it is on the pre-show. So when Rey Mysterio wins, it doesn't hurt Andrade as much. Maybe. 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 Is that a valid thought? Is that a valid thought of mine? That's a valid thought. I, I can see that that could why that could be smart booking. Hey, we're going to give them a show where they're going to see some real good talent. But it's not going to develop any more of the storyline. If, if we give the baby face the win, it's not going to hurt the storyline on the kickoff show. I could definitely see that that thought process. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not finding answers right now, All unfortunately. Right, so, well, either way, I um, think Andrade is up with one win because I believe it was a no contest in the match before that. It was a no contest. Right? I'm just trying to think. Andrade was the one that won that match, right? Isn't it bad, dude? My freaking memory is a disaster, dude. It's called old age, bro. Right. We suffer from dude, CRS. It's, a freak, no, it's, it's called like my fucking goddamn busy-ass week of, I've worked like for the past two weeks. I'm ready to freaking shoot myself. <laughs> no, no, man. It, it, it's called we suffering from CRS. Can't remember shit. Can't remember shit. <laughs> All right. So one thing I did almost forget about, and that was the Raw Tag Team titles. Even though the Revival finally won won some gold in the main roster, which is what we've all been hoping for and waiting for. And then it happened, and it was so... It was leaving so much to be desired. I feel like their win wasn't the win that a team like the Revival deserved. And now, unfortunately, they're being overshadowed by the NXT call-ups with the new team of Aleister Black and Ricochet. Uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet is a team that I did not think I needed until they started teaming up a couple weeks ago. And holy shit, man, they are a fucking great tag team. Yeah, Um, they are. They're a lot of fun to watch, man. When you when you listen into our bonus show directly after this episode, you're going to see how uh, what I do to the main roster tag team division in whole. It's a quite interesting uh, spin on the tag division, but a lot of these teams that we're talking about right now do have a part in that booking. So stay tuned. 
so anyway, so at Fastlane this weekend, we're going to have the Revival as the Raw Tag Team Champions defending against Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Now, I can start buying into the Roode and Gable team. Uh, unfortunately, they're not doing anything on TV to get the crowd into them, but uh, they both posted a video on Twitter uh, it's a YouTube video. They post like a promo video of their team called The Glorious Redemption. I don't know if that's going to be their team name, but that was the name of the video, Glorious Redemption. And I hope not. The video uh, really got me hyped to see what else this team has in store. Uh, at this point, it's already been around long enough. I don't have to look back at the day that it happened. It's like, wait, why is Chad Gable teaming with Rude? Now... Uh, with what's happening with the tag division, uh, they 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 look more like a team. They're a little more uniform together. I love their offense in the team. Uh, I'm uh-huh. sorry, in the uh-huh. ring. So uh-huh. including them in the title picture still is quite interesting. And again, I'm going to talk about l- later in the next episode how they fit into the tag team title picture moving forward. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on, first of all, the triple threat match in general? Uh, secondly... <coughs> Excuse me. Secondly, Aleister Black and Ricochet getting a Raw tag team title shot three weeks into being on the main roster, and then including Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, who were the former Raw tag champs. First, before all that, before all of that, I was correct. Ray Mysterio, my memory did say Ray Mysterio defeated Andrade almost on the November 6th episode of SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, Mysterio that got him in. That got remember remember the rant that got him on Team SmackDown for the Survivor Series match, right? Oh, that's right. And remember, I got real pissed off because I didn't think I thought Andrade should have had that spot. Okay, I, yeah. I never remember a point in my life where this match has happened already, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Man, I see. I forgot that this that that feud's been going on since November. It's been going on for a while I, now. Yeah, man, dude, Andrade is a rare talent, dude. He's a generational talent. He really, I'm telling you right now, you're hearing it here first. Yeah. He's going to be one of the next, like, top big five guys in the promotion. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to the Raw Tag Team titles, I love the Black Ricochet team, too. I do really enjoy the work of Rudin Gable recently, also. These are like, I, I really, um, I really share a lot of your thoughts with this whole situation. I do think Rudin Gable are going to win this match. I think they're going to become Raw Tag Champions. I can see that happening. Um, I don't think they they would give Black and Ricochet the ta- the belts right away. I think this is just an opportunity to showcase their these new NXT call ups some more. I could definitely see Rudin Gable getting the win and then beating the Revival, which is again is unfortunate for the Revival, but I can see that I can see it going this way. Let me let me pull my statement back a bit. I think Rudin Gable will be tag team champions by the end of WrestleMania. They may not win this, but I feel like they may win the titles at WrestleMania. So you you see Root and Gable as top contenders for these for these titles either going I mean the way they're pre- being presented recently, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I feel like why would you put them in this match? If right. they're not in that discussion, you know, and I mean, there's a part of me that thinks they're going to win. There's a part of me that thinks WWE might hold off till Mania for it. Okay. Is that is that fair? That that's fair, and I can see yeah. that. And again, 
Uh, they have two ver- very good workers in the ring, Rude and Gable. If they're utilized, if they're utilized correctly, they could be a formidable tag team. It just seems like they're getting close to that, and I've really wanted Bobby Roode to like have some a real memorable run in WWE. I've always really liked Bobby Roode, and you know I liked him the most as in Beer Money as a tag team wrestler. So maybe really giving him a shot as a top tag team on Raw, yeah. really give him a shot, like, and they feel like they're starting to do that. So that's going to involve them being champions at some point and having a big moment as champions. Yeah. I could still also see uh, them them breaking up, Rude turning heel, James Storm pulls up in a limousine, knocks out Chad Gable, pulls out a cooler, they take out two beers, and him and Bobby Rude throw back a beer in the parking lot while uh, over Gable's crumbled body right before Jason Jordan returns. Anyway, I'm going, I'm going off the rocker. Let's move on to the next match on the card. Let's talk about the Women's Tag Team Championships. We have Sasha and Bailey, the Boston Hulk Connection, taking on uh, Nia, Jax, and Tamina. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. Boston Hulk Connection going to retain it for the sole reason that it would be stupid to have them win the inaugural titles just to lose them a few weeks later. And it would be stupid because they're struggling to make this tag division work as it is right now and the whole mid-card for the women's in general work. But the one thing they have going right is Sasha and Bailey as champions at the very least. It's just finding formidable challengers. It's just the wrong challengers. Like, I'm, I'm done. Nia needs to be not in a title picture for a bit. Yeah. Give me... Give me, give me the Iconics. Even hell, actually, I think the Iconics as a, I enjoyed the Iconics as a team, like actually wrestling. That I like, I feel like an elimination chamber. Like obviously, they've been a duo since they've come to the main roster. But I thought that elimination chamber that was like the first time I really felt like they were a team on the main roster. That was their best like they Yeah, yeah. They, may, I think they should have kept that going. Or give the Sky Pirates. If you're going to be on NXT, give the Sky Pirates a chance. Yeah. I'd rather see. There's so many like. Teams and combinations of women I would rather see than the Samoan freaking death wish. Like, that's what that is. Yeah, whatever the fuck they're called. It's, it's totally good. Death They suck. Yeah. Mumble. Now, ah! now uh, we're going to talk about this later, but where do you see this going as we get closer to WrestleMania? I see this turning into a very fun match at WrestleMania. Fun, but also a passing of the torch. And I'm going to explain that on our bonus episode later. That's how I'm going to leave that, I think, Doc. I think anybody listening knows exactly where that torch is getting passed to in your brain. They, well, Ruby Riot, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ruby anyway. actually is not in my, uh, my WrestleMania uh, thoughts for the women's tag titles. But anyway... So where do you think this is going toward, as we get closer to Mania? Um, probably uh, some sort of group tag team match. Um, I like this. I'd like to see Naomi and Carmella, the Iconics, the 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 Riot Squad, kind of get involved with with these with the with Bailey and uh and Banks. I think those are the teams that elicit some excitement and some reaction from the audience. Right. Um, and you could there's faces there, there's heels there. I like the work of all. I like the recent work of all the talent of those teams that I said. I feel like, I feel like those are the teams that needed a tag division. Like those are the wrestlers that needed a tag division, and they're not using them. 
they're using the Nye and Tamina, who, if anything, they need to be rebranded. They need a mouthpiece, also. Yeah, or a mouthpiece or something, right. Okay, so but, but you're thinking this is going to end up in some kind of multi-person match going into Mania. There's going to be a few teams contending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, what about the SmackDown tag team titles? Uh, this this whole tag picture is going to be interesting. I think we're both going to have some interesting takes on how this is going to play out going into Mania. But I see the Usos retaining, uh, and I also, in my I... WrestleMania plans, have the Usos as another big part of my tag team division. Um, but this is also going to be the breakup, I think, of Shane and Miz, and this is going to lead to the Shane and Miz feud that I think we're all ready. Uh, what we already have booked in our heads is going to happen it's, at WrestleMania. It seems like it's kind of writing itself that way. You know, it's, it, it's in, in Cleveland. Town. His dad's going to be in the front row. And and keep in mind, this is the first time they're kind of acknowledging Cleveland as Miz's hometown in a while. Like, yeah. he's been Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. He's done rants against Cleveland. He's done promos against Ohio. Yeah. Like, this is the first time they're really painting him as, like, a hero of Cleveland, you know? I can give it, they're giving him the LeBron card, you know? Well, dude, so I, I, well hold on. Miz, Miz is now a, he's a, an A-lister. He's a celebrity. He's a movie star. He's a reality TV star. So now he has an up. image he has to uphold. He's going to be a two-time father. He has an image yeah. to uphold. So That's, in terms of... He's a, he's a dad, and he's a dad on... Well, you know what? Daniel Bryan's a dad, too, and that doesn't seem to stop doesn't him. Doesn't seem to stop him. You're right. To be an absolute dickhead. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it, in terms of, of what's happening in Miz's life outside of wrestling, this potential babyface turn for Miz is coming at the best time in his career. Yeah, we've been. We've, it seems like we've been waiting for the right time to turn his face. You know, I mean, someone who's he's who's done great work as a heel, but he's been a heel for so long. For so long. So right? this is yeah. So this is. I mean, it's it's the story's writing itself. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of a swerve would it be if Miz just goes like full heel turn and turns on Shane and just rips like a vicious promo in right. Cleveland, dude? And him, oh and, man, uh, he we could very well see a swerve like that. Yeah, it's not out of the question. Yeah, but I don't see it going that way. I, I, I think, I think we're looking at a, a heel McMahon. Yeah, I think that's what makes the most sense, uh, at least with the way the story's been panning out over the past few weeks. So Shane, uh, Shane hasn't had a good heel run in a long time either. No, and and he yeah. he, he was always a good heel. I always liked him oh. as a heel. Yeah, I've, Shane's my he's my favorite McMahon. Yeah, far and away. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the SmackDown women's title. We have Mandy Rose facing Asuka, who is the current SmackDown women's champion. I think Asuka's going to retain. I think. I, could this be a squash match? Could it be? Yes. Um, if they're planning on giving some of these other cards, uh, other matches on the card some time, because it's already a short card. It's going to be a short pay-per-view. So if uh, I'm just looking at it in terms of time-wise, if they give some of these other matches yeah, some time, right. they mm-hmm. can make it a squash mm-hmm. match. I get what your head's at. You know? I get what your head's like, at. If they yeah. give the Raw Tag Team title picture some time, the, actually both Tag Team title pictures some time, not even the women's. 
Uh, and then oh, the, the show like return, and then Becky and Charlotte. I think those the, are going to take Us- the most time. The Usos are good. The Usos and the SmackDown tag title match is going to get a lot of time. There's going to be stuff that goes on after that match. There's going to be a, that's going to, the match might not be long, but they're going to get a lot of, you know, um, air time. They're going to get well over a half hour of time, probably, to get that so. whole segment. Okay. Well, because they'll have the match. Well, maybe not a half hour. Maybe, let me rephrase that. Maybe like 20 minutes. Okay. Half hour might have been a little too much, but that's twenty minutes is a is a fair amount of time for a mid card match or a mid card event, and this is an important this is an important enough feud for the mid card lean in the mania. You know, WWE is just getting their men's mid card really together on both brands, and they got to keep it strong going into mania. Right. Uh, but going back to your question, I I think Oscar versus Mandy could be a squash match. Uh, I think it'll just. I would rather it not be. I, I would. I would hope that Mandy Rose brings it, and they put on a good like ten to twelve minute match, but still have Asuka come out victorious. I'd like to see like what Mandy's really got in a situation, like a yeah. big match. This is a big match situation, biggest match of her career probably. Right. Yeah. This is her yeah. first time yeah. ever competing for a title. This is the first time. One yeah, it's her first title match. Yeah. Okay. So right, one on one. Right, the women's title. Yeah. So I think the ref should send Sonya Deville back to the locker rooms very early on in the match and just let these two go. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, that's what I hope would happen, but just you never know. I feel like there's just something like I can smell a squash. I don't know why. It could happen, and I'd rather I'd rather see Mandy Rose get squashed than watch Ruby Riot get squashed. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. That's the that's the forgotten match. Anyway, let's move on to the next match uh, on the card for Fastlane. We have the return of the Shield taking on the team of Drew McIntyre, the Almighty Bobby Lashley, and Hello, may I take your order, Baron Corbin. <laughs> um, my gut tells me that the heels win this match. Uh, it's hard with with this being Roman's first match back. I can I can see the Shield winning for that that baby face feel good pop. Here's the win, but this can go a few different ways. First of all, <clears throat> regardless the uh, results of this match. Seth Rollins is not going to be involved <clears throat> excuse me, in this six-person feud after Fastlane because Rollins has to focus on Brock Lesnar. I hope they let Rollins just focus on Brock and the Universal title picture doesn't get overshadowed by the Shield storyline again. So- I, hope that, I hope that the Heels win and then the Shield's like, okay, this was fun. We got ourselves a match at Fastlane. Now we're done. Ambrose is going to go into Intercontinental title picture and he's going to get written off in a ladder match. And Rollins is going to go face, uh, Rollins is going to go face Lesnar. He's going to do his thing. And then Roman's going to feud with McIntyre. That's how I hope this delves out after that. Okay. They did their thing and they welcomed their boy Roman back. They got to help Roman kickstart his new feud and then they go their separate ways again. Okay. See, I don't know. I, I see the Shield sticking around until at least WrestleMania. I also see McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin staying a, a faction for a while. I mentioned earlier, I do think that these three can be a formidable heel faction. Uh, so I, uh, in my booking, the two, these two teams stick around still for a few more months. But I definitely see the Shield getting over in this match. 
I think the I, I'm dumb. Uh, Doc, you know, if the what, heels win, if the heels win, if Doc, the heels win. What What was that? That clinking sound? Oh, that was a wine glass. A wine. You're fuck. You're classy as fuck, bro. Yeah, I'm a little sip. Well, it's Friday night, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first sip of wine. The whole actually can so far. Oh wow, the whole show. <laughs> yeah, the whole show. Um, I just feel like the heels. The heels are going to win, and like their win is going to build more like sympathy for Roman and get him even bigger face reactions. Like I think they okay. need to go all out going into Mania with Roman and take every chance, take every precaution they need to to make sure that when he walks out at MetLife Stadium, the place goes fucking apeshit. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that this match could main event? That way Roman main events? No, because... It's too good of an opportunity to give the WWE title a chance to main event finally. Good. I'm glad well, you said that because my head's in the same place. I, I, now, that's where my head – I mean, that's where I go. Becky and Charlotte could very well be the main event of the night too. They very well could. But you know what? Let's yeah. talk about that match next. So we talked about the, the Raw women's title picture earlier. So uh, what we didn't specify what actually the outcome was. So the outcome is Becky and Charlotte are still going to be facing each other at Fastlane. And mm-hmm. if Becky wins, she will be added to the Ronda versus Charlotte WrestleMania main event. If Becky loses, then the WrestleMania main event will remain a singles match between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. So I pretty much... Actually, Stephanie said it on Raw without actually saying it. She pretty much let the cat out of the bag and told us that we're going to get the triple threat match at WrestleMania, Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. I think anyone in their right mind who is watching the same product that we are watching each and every week (laughs) cannot say that this is not going to end up in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. It's what I've wanted since... What like October, yeah. November? I've been I've been dreaming for this match, salivating for it, and it's finally going to be official on Sunday night, and I cannot wait, dude. Yeah, I mean it, it's a no brainer. <laughs> Becky's going to win this match, get added to the triple threat, and it's going to be an awesome build from uh, the Raw after Fast Lane leading up to Mania. The wars between these three women, uh, either in the ring, backstage, or on social media, is going to be of epic fucking proportions. So, WWE Universe, feast your eyes on the three faces of WWE. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Universal Royalty King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. I have to, um, I have to talk about Becky real quick and her shirt. Now, it is well known, and I, I pitch to you, I know about this all the time, how much I don't enjoy professional wrestling T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, there's most of them I just don't like. They're too, I always complain, they're too loud. Like, I don't like super loud T-shirts, and and there's just too many that are too loud. Becky Lynch walked out with that T-shirt with her and her mug shots. Yep. Now, I can't remember. Remember the last time I looked at a shirt and said, I want that shirt immediately. Yeah, I might have saw that shirt on her on Monday and ordered it within about five minutes of me seeing her wearing it. 
Yeah, did you did you already I, order it? Yeah, I, I I might have had to add that to my collection. Yeah, uh, there's a good chance that that shirt will be the newest newest member of my collection. That is one of the most amazing shirts ever. Um, Becky's definitely going to win. I'm sure Ronda will make an appearance at some point. In what way? Do you think she's going to maybe come she'll in maybe she'll, she'll maybe something? she'll sit. Maybe they'll give her a chance. Hear me out. Give her a chance to sit ringside and do commentary. Ooh, ooh. Commentary might not be her strong. If they were smart, they wouldn't do that. Because if they uh, tell her to attempt commentary, I don't. I could see that harming her, um, her image, her heel. Can you imagine? Right now. Can you imagine? She came out to do commentary, and she just started dropping f bombs and cussing and doing whatever she wanted. <laughs> and then they had a, Vince would have to run out, and there'd be a segue. And she's she she fucking judo slams Vince and throws him <laughs> in the arm bar. <laughs> the place would go. And that the problem with that is the place would go absolutely bonkers and but, cheer her. Yeah, stupid, stupid. They would have the right opposite away. effect of what they wanted. <laughs> Oh my they God. had the Becky problem when they thought Becky Lynch was going to be the next great heel. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, instead, Becky Lynch turned out to be the best uh, sports entertainer they have on the main roster right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, let's move on to the last match and what I'm pretty sure is finally going to be the main event. The WWE Championship match. Kevin Owens facing the current champion, Daniel The New. Daniel Bryan. Um, well, Daniel Bryan obviously retains. Why obviously? Uh, because Daniel Bryan's facing Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. Okay. That's why. Good answer. Um, yeah. I wonder if like Rowan gets involved and this starts a program with like Owens and Rowan for the time being. Mm. Like I, a I see this going program. a different way. Like, a, okay, like, I don't get why Kevin Owens was inserted into this match. I'm not, I can't, I, like, it's definitely like a, it's like a, like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for when they, when someone, it's like a monkey wrench in, in like what I would think for Boogie, and I can't figure out where they're going. Like, it's, it's still got me puzzled. Like, well, what, do, what do I do with Kevin Owens it, right now? All right, well, th- this did a few things. This inserted Kevin Owens directly back into the main event scene. They would not send him into the main event scene two weeks before a pay-per-view or one week before a pay-per-view just to have him lose the title and then be relegated back down to the mid-card. Not to someone like Kevin Owens. If they're smart and know what they have in front of them, they will keep Kevin Owens prominent in the main event picture through WrestleMania. And that's where I see this going. I don't see Kevin Owens being taken out of this title picture anytime soon. He's not going to win. Uh, I I think there's a small percentage that we can get swerved and KO can beat Daniel Bryan. I don't yeah, there's a yeah. I get that. That would be a it'd be a good swerve. Yes. Like in the fact that people would enjoy the title change, people it would be super over, and it'd be a swerve that like no one really would see that coming. Like all right. of us are sitting like yeah, it's gonna be. It's going to be you know, Daniel Bryan and Kofi at Mania. That's what everybody's thinking right now. And that's what I'm going to continue to think, even though you've you know planted the swerve seed in my head. But there's a swerve seed in every booking, fantasy booking. Right. And it doesn't mean yeah. that Kofi still can't be in the title picture at WrestleMania. I, I Do you just, think Kofi's going to... 
I think after face up, wow, after fast lane, we're still going to see Kofi, KO, and Brian all in the, the title picture in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I could fantasy book it, which I will on our bonus episode right after this. But I don't know where this is going to go after fantasy, but I really think that we're going to see the three of them still in the title picture. I I I want to say I like that. I just don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna put Owens. Like he doesn't. Like I don't want to see another triple threat match at Mania for a title. See, I think if anything, WrestleMania is the platform to have all your multi man matches on the grandest stage of them all, and just let all of your top talents shine. All right, fam. It's time for the schedule coming up in the next next month leading up to WrestleMania. Right now, you're listening to episode number 16. Also available today, the bonus show, Fourth Wall Mania. Doc, I'm Doc. Bones and myself will be booking WrestleMania, fantasy booking WrestleMania for you. Um, March 11th, big day in the fourth wall, fam. Um, it's 311 day. Bones is a ginormous 311 fan. 311. I just learned that he's a ginormous 311 fan. I'm cool with 311. I got no beef with that. Um, also, his dog, Peanut, named after the bass player in 311. It's Peanut's birthday. Um There's also going to be an episode of Aftermath (laughs) as we discover the Aftermath, as we discover and discuss discuss the Aftermath of Fastlane. March 14th, the Smark is back with one of his singles run episodes, episode number four. March 16th, we give you episode number 17. March 23rd, we give you episode number 18. March 26th, the Smark is back with Smarky Single Road, episode number five. March 30th, it is our our Superstar Shake-Up. I, I guess we can call it a Superstar Shake-Up preview a little bit, because or prediction show. I like prediction show. Yes. That's what episode 19 is going to be on March 30th. It's a prediction show, fam. And that will lead us to the content marathon running the week of WrestleMania. The marathon schedule will be available March 23rd, episode 18, or join our Patreon to see it sooner. Yes, fam. So we're going to be announcing the schedule for our content marathon that's happening the week of WrestleMania, available on our Patreon starting next week. If you are not a Patreon, you will have to wait until we release episode 18 on March 23rd to give you our content marathon schedule. Just a reminder... Shows like Smarky Singles Run, Kayfabe Classics, Sunday Night Aftermath, and Adventures on the Indies will be exclusive to our Patreon members only starting on April 8th, the Monday after WrestleMania. All right, fam. Well, that is all the time we have for today. So, again, if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and you can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. I am Doc Haas, and you can find me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, the number four W-C. 
And please be sure to follow our third man, Johnny Smarks, on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. If you've enjoyed, I don't the blame you if you don't want to. Yeah, you know what? You don't have to follow him if you don't like him. <laughs> me and Doc, though, me and Doc are the cool ones of the group. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, please be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. Uh, please go to our Patreon and become a member of the Fourth Wall Fam at patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast. Also, please buy our merchandise at represent.com slash stores slash wrestle-addict-radio. And again, fam, if you've enjoyed your experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing continue to grow into the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye and good night. And we'll see you in the bonus episode. Get well, Tommaso.